Welcome back. Now, Finance Minister Enok Kodongwana has tabled the medium-term budget policy statement. The minister's statement contains measures expected to deal with significantly weaker public finances, at the heart of which is low economic growth. We're now joined by Business Leadership South Africa's CEO, Wusi Mavuso, to unpack a business's reaction to the medium-term budget policy statement. Thank you so much for your time, Wusi. Now, I was actually looking at the RAND's reaction, and the RAND actually uh, maintained its ground uh, after the budget statement. I actually spoke with uh, SARS Commissioner Edward Keese earlier on and he said uh, the budget was not a negative one but a serious one How, what is what did you interpret the tone of that budget and I absolutely agree with that it definitely was a serious one and I really think that the minister needs to be commended for the realism that he has shown in the speech it was a very sensible medium-term budget policy statement which was delivered under severe constraints the minister has done a brilliant job of holding the line on fiscal discipline and that is vital to maintaining business confidence which is why the rand would not have reacted because they can see that the minister is being realistic you know in terms of presenting a financial plan that is in line with what we can afford as a country so there is commitment to a number of important targets that the minister has made including the commitment of fiscal consolidation the commitment of reducing expenditure and then no significant tax increases and so forth and as we expected you know the revenue has fallen short of the yeah. amounts initially budgeted for this year and as a result we're going to be sitting with a 4.9 percent deficit and the revenue decline was obviously driven by a sharp fall in corporate income tax and i really hope that this shows the pressure that the business sector is under in this country you have profits that are falling from businesses and i think it will be important for government to pause and reflect on this because sometimes government seems to think that business is this golden goose that can keep on giving but the reality is quite different i think you would have had a lot of annual results presentations this year where a lot of ceos are talking about the deterioration in the trading environment. You know, I remember one of Remgros where they were actually saying that this is the tough trading environment that they've seen in their 85 years of existence. Now, that just goes to show how tough the economic environment is for business. And I think it is very evident, you know, in the yeah. corporate uh, uh, revenues and, and the sharp uh, uh, fall in corporate income tax that we're actually seeing. But I think it's, it's brilliant that the minister in response to the uh, declining revenues has decided to revise down the expenditure. You know, yeah. he's talking about a cumulative 154 billion over the next three years. And it was really encouraging to note the huge rotation of spending into strategic areas. And the revision is highly positive for government's credibility as a custodian of the public purse, because it shows the discipline that is needed to manage the expenditure mm. in the face of far higher debt costs and very little room for tax increases. So from a business perspective, we fully support the economic reforms, especially in the key network industries yeah. of transport and energy, which are really designed to improve the efficiency of our economy. And under the right conditions, the private sector will be willing investors in developing infrastructure and investing in the other areas that will contribute to economic growth, which yeah. is really still the best means of addressing the country's triple challenges of poverty, inequality, and unemployment. Yeah. And I think 
Where there were no surprises is the extension of the social relief of distress grant. I think we expected that the government is going to uh, extend this, you know, and Minister is saying they are going to extend it for another year. It's going to cost government another 34 billion. And although government knows that they can't afford the extension, but they also know, you know, that it's going to be suicidal mm. to try and remove the, the, the 350 unemployment grant, especially with the elections that are coming around the corner. Yeah. You know, from an ESCOM and municipal debt relief perspective, it will be interesting for me to see if government will be able to hold the line and, and Force the said debt relief conditions because if they don't, then the debt will simply be built up again, and the taxpayer will have to again pay the cost of dysfunctional municipalities. But if you ask me, I'm not confident that government is going to be able to hold the line because if they hold the line and enforce, you know, uh, these conditions on municipalities, it yeah. means that they are going to have to cut off electricity supply to municipalities. If they cut off to municipalities, it means that the household are going to be affected and if the households are going to be affected then it's going to impact you know the decisions of the electorate you know coming into 2024 so i don't really see them you know yeah. uh, making sure that this one is 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 done but i think overall it was a great budget mm-hmm. we welcome the minister's commitment uh, to the measures that will stabilize the public finances but i expect that there's going to be a lot of criticism you know for yeah. it being an austerity budget but it really delivers the fiscal discipline that is critical to business confidence and I think that is the most important thing right now. Yeah. I mean, Wusi uh, spoke about um, the fact that this highlighted also that uh, corporates are not the golden goose where they will keep on uh, churning out these profits. But I mean, also there is the absence of growth in the economy. Now, our spending has gone far beyond what the revenue that we have received that the deficit has widened, obviously, to fund that in the absence of growth, meaning that we need to borrow more. Talk to me about the room that we have there in terms of debt, but also going to that staggering level of 77.7% of GDP. We don't have much room, you know, yeah. to actually borrow more. Um, and, 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 and it's interesting because the minister also spoke about the fact that uh, the cost to service the debt yeah. is higher than the cost for the police for education and for health. Now, you see the dangerous tra- uh, uh, territory that we're in as a country. You can't spend more for services. And you are not even talking about you spending more for repaying the debt. You are yeah. spending more for servicing the debt. Yeah. So we don't even have enough to repay the capital. And I think it's going to be important that we don't allow ourselves to continue on this slippery slope. So it was important, for instance, that the minister did not grant as uh, tell a uh, uh, transnet the yeah. 100 billion bailout that they actually wanted and you didn't see any other major bailouts that were actually announced you know whether it's for escom or prasa or denel or whatever the cases which is important because i think it sends a strong message because remember it, it sends a strong message to soes that they are going to have to try and find sustainable ways of making sure that they remain profitable because if government funds them it means government needs to go and borrow the money if they borrow the money, they borrow it at a very high cost. And if we reach a 
certain level of indebtedness, it means we're going to lose our economic sovereignty, you know, as a country. The IMF is going to have to come in, you know, and decide how we actually run our country as South Africa. I mean, you've seen that happen in Argentina. You've seen it happen in Greece. You've seen it happen in Zimbabwe. And South Africa doesn't want to find itself there. So you're going to have to get these SOEs to a point where they have to come up with innovative solutions of how they actually get themselves to sustainability. But a big part of that as well is government giving up this developmental state agenda government giving up the notion of thinking that these SOEs can continue to be monopolies. Government is going to have to get to a point where they reduce their shareholding in some of these SOEs and allow private sector shareholders to come in because remember these SOEs at the moment need the capital injection and the capital investment. Government doesn't have that capital investment. The capital investment lies in the private sector and if you bring in the private sector you're bringing in competitiveness. If you bring in the private sector, you're bringing in efficiencies. If you're bringing in the private sector, you're bringing in the innovation that currently doesn't exist. You know, so it forces these SOEs to start functioning, you know, with that private sector and corporate mentality where you cannot continue to have the wastage that you're actually mm. seeing, you know, at the moment. I mean, the simple thing, the, the simple thing that we've been calling for for a long time is why are we not automating the procurement systems? You know, because we know that this is where a lot of corruption is actually being done, you know, because tenders are actually, Mm. there is a manual process in granting tenders. So why don't you automate that? And the reason why government refuses to automate that, it's because Transnet and ESCOM in particular continue to be the ground zero for siphoning funds out of the state. Well, if you, and that is a fact, you know, and so if you bring in the efficiencies, if you bring in the innovation, you know, to make sure that you can actually automate some of these processes, then it means some people are not going to eat. So allow the private sector to come in so these things can start functioning the way they should. Well, on that note, Abusi, let's wrap that up. Thank you so much for your time and giving us a quick take on the reactions to the midterm budget that was delivered by our finance minister earlier on. Thank you very much. That was Abusi Mavuso, CEO for Business Leadership South Africa.